Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, what up, everybody? Welcome back to the Triple Threat Podcast. We appreciate everybody joining us here on the Triple Threat Podcast. My man Scotty D held it down last week as I was not a part of the show. Uh, and as you can see, Scotty D did just fine. So obviously, uh, he is good. He can run the show if he needs to. But uh, we appreciate y'all joining us, man, every week. Uh, we thank you guys for subscribing and telling people about it and listening. So it's always cool uh, that you guys come and holler at us uh, each and every week. Uh, and also, our show is sponsored by bet online the month of june is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action and bet online is where you can find it from basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball marquee matchup including prop bets and futures bet online has all the latest odds news and information for your online sporting bets need all right visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50 percent off welcome bonus on your first deposit so before the next tip off face off or pitch, head over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. And I'm sure there's been a lot of betting going on. I had some mm. bets going on the other day on the golf course uh, mm. that I won. I was pretty excited about that. Scotty D, I know you're an avid uh, influencer in the betting world with some games <laughs> going on all around. You look like you look like I put that, huh? Influ- I influencer. I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, you guys make sure y'all go check out Bet Online, man. They got a lot of good things going for you. Try to win you a couple bucks. Around the way. All right, Scotty, a lot going on around mm-hmm. uh, sports. Obviously, basketball is heating up as the NBA playoffs is cranking up. We're going to talk a little college football and why I think college football is turning to the NFL. And Derek Carr had some interesting words. And, of course, the series are heating up in the NBA. But, Scotty, before we get to any of that, yeah, I want to bring this up to you. I think you would like this. Shout out to my boy, Mar. My boy Mar is out in, in Pittsburgh. Um, he hit me up and he said, hey, yo, what's up with Scotty D? I said, what you mean? He said, he talking bad about Pittsburgh. And guess what? He got a couple boys, a couple homies that was like, yo, yo, what's up with Scotty D? What would he say? I was like, what would he say about Pittsburgh? So, Scotty, yeah. D, you, got some, you got some dudes out in Pittsburgh, bro, that's like, hey, what? Scotty D better, better watch what he's saying. No, nah, they weren't saying it like that, but they were just like, yo. Talking, talking a little crazy about Pittsburgh. What you say about Pittsburgh, bro? Last week? I don't know. Uh, it might have been let down. It was probably about a couple weeks ago. You might have said something about the Steelers or Big Ben or or some some deal with Pittsburgh. Because my dog Mar hit me up and was like, "Yo, what's up with Scotty D?" I don't know, man. I, I, uh, I can't. I can't Mar, remember what Mar, I said. Now he don't remember. Now he don't remember. I don't. Uh, I, I, that's honest. Uh, hey man. I, hey man. I, I, the, streets, I, the streets remember. The streets remember. They were listening. The only thing I have that I feel like I've talked about any time recently was I, I think Ben Ben is toast, but I mean, besides that, <laughs> I don't, that's nothing bad about Pittsburgh. That's one of the best run franchises in all sports forever. What, what, what they rank in the AFC though? What they, what, what just not even mm. AFC, what they rank in their division? Are they the second best team, third best team? What, uh, are you think they, they still better than Baltimore? I mean, what do you, yeah. are they better? Are they better than Cleveland? You know? No? Oh, no. so you're saying they're third best team. I'll put them in third right now. <clears throat> All right. All right. With so a, with a, with with the but let's let's be honest. If if 
if Burrow comes in and and is and has things going with the Bengals, that's going to be a, just a, it's just a really competitive, tough division. So, but, so you so you put, a aster- you put a little asterisk by and said if Burrow comes back and he that dude, no, the Steelers are the fourth. No, I, I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that okay. it's it's a really competitive division. Scotty, don't be scared. I'm not. Of the I don't know people, bro. Don't no, be I'm scared. Not. Don't be scared. Now. They don't know my address. Say, I'm not scared how you, of them. Say how you feel, bro. Say how you feel. <laughs> you got an opinion. Say how you feel. Nah, I feel you. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be a good division, man. A lot of good football. Everybody thinks mm-hmm. Brown's going to be pretty damn good. Uh, obviously, Joe Burrow and what they've done in the drive and free agency Cincinnati uh, is going to be pulling up the, the, the rear there. But they got a lot of good things going as well. And we know with Baltimore and Lamar Jackson what they're about. So, yeah. really good division there. All right, man, let's talk about some other things that's going around. Uh, in college football. Let's start in college football with news came out this week about expanding the postseason, the mm-hmm. playoff scenario to 12 teams. Right now, it's at four. And we know it's been the usual four or five teams that's been in it the last, you know, four, three or four years. Mm-hmm. And everybody's kind of feel like it's watered down. I want to get your initial reactions to it moving to 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 possibly 12 in a couple of years. If that happens, do you think that's good? Or do you think that's way too many teams? Um, I got a couple of thoughts. First of all, my first thought was, what happened to eight? Like how we go from how we go from four what, to twelve? What happened to six? Like, yeah. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> I'm I'm generally I'm just for more football. Honestly, yeah. this is but and I, and and we haven't discussed your your statement that it's becoming the NFL yet. But this is right. my take on it is. It's not going to be the same where if you're ranked and it's going to be possible at some point for, and it's going to happen at some point where the nine seed is going to win a national championship. So that will look a lot different. That'll look, and I'll actually compare it to college basketball. Okay. Typically you've got your can and we'll just use history, not necessarily this year, but you've got your Kansas's, Kentucky's Dukes, North Carolina's, you got those teams that um, are the favorites. And a lot of the times the favorites are going to win, but every once in a while, a Cinderella sneaks in there, at least into the final four and things happen, you know, things happen. So it's, I, I, I just think it's going to be a different feel where you're not always going to feel that the best team the best team won the championship. And you can say that sometimes now that, Oh, I don't think Clemson was as good as Alabama. They just had them that day or whatever, but uh, you're going to, I think you're just making opening it up and, and making it where it's, it's, you got to look at it as a tournament, not a championship. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, no doubt. And it's interesting because man, I look at what's happened the last three or four years. And I look at the semifinal games. Mm-hmm. Let's think back. How many of those games have really, really been competitive? It's always been a major blowout one side or another. Now we're adding freaking eight more teams. And the thing that I think is an advantage for some teams, I think of a school like Coastal Carolina. Coastal okay. Carolina last year was number 12. So under the new rule, they would have been in the postseason. Here's where an advantage happens for a school like a small school like Coastal Carolina when they're recruiting against an Alabama, Ohio State, or Georgia, Florida, whoever it may be. Now they can go into these living rooms and say, listen, we can absolutely play for a national championship here. Before this time, they could not say that because we know it's all about the Power Five and that group of five that's right outside the Power Five 
mm-hmm. it's tough for those guys to get into the playoffs or get into it a chance to be playing, you know, late in the season for a national championship. Now, under the new rules, Coastal Carolina, who was at 12, now can say, hey, last year we are in the big dance. Anything yeah. can happen in one game. Obviously, 12 may be playing one, and you look up and you're playing Alabama. That may not be uh, the best scenario for you, but at the end of the day, you got an opportunity. And I think right. that's what they're saying now is now we get a chance to play in the dance, and that is a big recruiting tool. Now, why I say well, – go ahead, Scott. What you got? Yeah, well, I was just going to say that my belief is that the top four are generally – I think that the voters make the top four what they want to make the top four. And I think that would have happened. And you might have had Coastal Carolina on the outside looking in. They right. might have, they might have, you, you might have affected, affected voters to, to, to leave them outside of the top 12. Now, so also Cincinnati was eighth. Mm. So this, this is, this is my initial snap decision based, or snap belief based on what you, what you just said. I don't know if I see more than one of these um, group of five. Um, I don't know if I see more than one making it for at least for a while. Um, And then as far as the recruiting thing goes, yes, yes, it is beneficial, but I don't know how beneficial. And I'll go back to when we talked about Deion Sanders at Jackson state. Yeah. I don't think long-term Jackson state's going to become some kind of football power that can compete with, with big boys. So I would say the same thing then. I, I just think that I think that the Power Five Conference is still going to have this thing under control. They still have it under their thumb. And in the end, I think it's just helping them more, generate more money for them. And yeah. they're just going to throw a bone to these teams every once in a while, just like yeah. it's been now. Just yeah. like now where, where you see UCF in the Peach Bowl or the Fiesta Bowl. You see uh, – uh, you know, you see Cincinnati in the Orange Bowl. So I, I just think they're just going to be throwing bones to these guys just to keep them quiet, honestly. Now, here's one thing that I will say as a caveat to when we talk about Jackson State and some of these other schools. When you watch what Dion is doing at Jackson State, mm-hmm. the recognition that he's bringing to that conference and that school, I think, is big. Mm-hmm. Think about how many sure. times last year they were on ESPN or ESPN2, whatever it may be, and they're getting that national recognition. And here's the thing I want to tell you about, about high school athletes going to college. They want to play on a big stage. They want to play on TV. So who says Dion with all his bravado can't get maybe two or three of these five-star kids every single year to start coming to the old Jackson State to change their program? But also, once they start getting into the league. Now, I think last year there weren't – I think there were maybe one, maybe none out of the HBCUs that were drafted into the National Football League. Now, once that starts happening and they get that national recognition – Kids are going to say, well, if I can get the same thing at a place like this, playing for a guy like Dion, I'm just saying. They I may still, be going there. I, I, I still think it's it's going to be – you may see a little bump, but I just don't think it's going to be significant. I feel and, you. And I DJ, feel come you. on. DJ, come I on. Feel, I feel you. You I called feel these you. games. You called these games. When did they happen? I feel you. I feel you. They, they happened in the spring. Yeah. 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 But that's just because of COVID. That's that's that's. A I know, one. but they're that's not going to be on that's national TV every week in the fall. <laughs> no doubt, you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, but man, I want to bring up a, a, a thing that I that I was thinking about when all this stuff started coming up, and I said college football is becoming NFL part two. Now, there's always been all these developmental leagues that they're trying. They got a developmental league that's playing right now in the spring. I think it's still going on. But here's a. I got three reasons why I think college football is becoming. The NFL part two. All right, all right. The first part is what we just talked about, the expansion. Moving the playoffs to 12 teams 
Now, think about what just happened in the NFL. We just expanded the NFL to 17 games. Mm-hmm. You expand it in college football. Now teams that are making it to the playoffs are going to play close to 15, 16 games. They make it all the way through. Now you're playing an NFL type of schedule with that amount of games. Second part, the NIL, national and the name, oh, yeah. image, and likeness. The oh, sure. College players are starting to get played. Mm-hmm. We know NFL players get paid for their name, image, and likeness. Now college players are starting to get that, which I think is awesome. It's just great. The last part, the transfer portal. What's happening now where guys can leave one year and you know be able to play, that sounds just like free agency to me. Three yeah. big reasons why I feel like the NFL and college football are kind of the same entity now as a big business. Expansion, name, image, likeness, and the transfer portal turning into like free agency. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it's big business. As we know, money drives things. Oh, yeah. Is money driving why they're moving it up to 12 teams so they can get more viewership and more people to watch, of course. Of course. So no, no, DJ, it's all about equity and giving everybody an equal shot. It's yeah, about the yeah, integrity right. of the game. Stop that. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it, man. It's 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 crazy to think that all that is happening right now. But hey, man, whatever's best for college football, and like you said, there are, I think, tons of fans just like you and me, Scotty D, who just love to watch ball. And yeah. at the end of the day, people are gonna tune in. People want to see more football. People can't wait until training camp starts. People can't wait till the offseason where they start talking draft and combine. Like, it's a reason why the NFL is almost mm-hmm. 12 months a year now. It's, you know, it happens sure. all year round. So everybody loves ball. Everybody knows ball runs things. Uh, last news in the world of football. Derek Carr had interesting comments this week. He is the quarterback for the Oakland Raiders who says, I'd probably quit football if I had to play for somebody else. And I think that's – he wants to be a Raider for life. He mentioned that mm-hmm. this is the place he wants to be. He would never root for another team. Derek Carr signed a five-year, $125 million deal back in June of 2017. And he said he wants to be a Raider for life. He's fully committed to him, and he's put every bit of energy and effort into this organization. Now, Derek Carr is 47 and 63 in his career. Mm-hmm. 63 losses are the most by any quarterback in the first seven NFL seasons. Do you think he is calling a bluff similar to Aaron Rodgers about he'd probably quit football like if he got traded or wasn't playing for the Raiders? Are you believing what Derek Carr is throwing? Um, knowing what I know about Derek Carr, he's a, he's a man of tremendous faith. Um, and, 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 Everything I've ever heard from him sounded like he had integrity. He hasn't given us, listen, Aaron Rodgers has given us the same um, kind of, uh, these same kind of things throughout the years. You know, to me, I expected, it didn't shock, that didn't shock me when Aaron Rodgers started this this mess. Uh, Derek Carr, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's not giving me anything otherwise to to tell me that he's just, he's just, uh, I, I believe I believe Derek Carr is the kind of guy that could easily say, "Hey, I've made a hundred million dollars or whatever. Right. I'm 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 good." Right. Um, I just yeah. I find it interesting from Cali, that, you know. So hey. yeah, I find it interesting that he yeah he went to Fresno. Oh wait, right? Did they did both yeah. cars go to Fresno? Yeah. Um, I just find it interesting that this guy about five years ago or so was on a trajectory 
to be one of one of the big uh, quarterbacks in the league. Uh, yeah. They were they were a um, they were one of the top odds uh, odds on favorites to get to the Super Bowl that year when he got uh, it was his knee blown out or something. He got a leg injury, yeah. uh, and then all of a sudden. I have a friend that was actually on defense on that team. He grew up across the street from me, um, but he was on, he was on that team and they, you know, then they just kind of went, they were just, the Raiders were gone. I don't, I don't, I don't really understand what, how, how they just imploded. That was before John Gruden and everything, but no, nah, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Why not? You know, he hasn't given me any reason not to. Yeah, I with you. I with you. So we'll see what happens with that whole situation. You know, Dan Carr's been a guy who's been talked about for the last couple of years and trade rumors, and you know, everybody mm-hmm. was trying to get Aaron Rodgers or they're trying to get Russell Wilson, whatever it yeah. may be. Uh, he's been the topic of that conversation right now. He's still a Raider, and uh, when he's on his game, is like you mentioned, one of the best in the league for sure. All right, man. Before we move on, uh, let's talk about some bacon, man. You like free bacon? Everybody likes free bacon. I love bacon. Yeah. Scott D, you love bacon? Oh, yeah. I love bacon. Uh, we're going to offer you guys some free bacon here with Moink, all right? Uh, join the Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com slash believe right now. And listeners to this show get free bacon for a year with every box order. Now, that's one year of the best bacon you ever taste, but for a limited time. Moink is spelled M-O-I-N-K box.com slash bleed that's more box.com slash bleed to go get you some free bacon for here you're getting that when you're here on the triple threat podcast man we're giving out bacon we're giving out all kind of bad online man we got it we got it popping right here on triple threat podcast here all right man let's move on to the number one stories of this time which is mm-hmm. the nba playoffs and some things that are happening right now um a couple, couple of little footnotes here. Stan Van Gundy out as New Orleans Pelicans head coach after one year. He was 31 and 41. They were 11th in the West. And obviously, Zion is a big part of that. But Stan Van Gundy is out. Uh, other big news Kawhi Leonard commits the rest of the Western mm. Conference semis with a knee injury. That is brutal for the Clippers' chances right there as Kawhi has been a monster in mm-hmm. that series and kind of brought them back. And the other news, Chris Paul placed on COVID-19 protocol out indefinitely under the NBA health and safety protocol. And the earliest they could play is Sunday, but unless the other series goes seven games, it could be next Tuesday. Now, CP3 is vaccinated, so that could expedite this process. Um, and this is an interesting kind of dilemma for the Phoenix Suns as they've been playing at a high level. And the fact that mm-hmm. Chris Paul is now on that protocol, uh, first initial thoughts when you heard that, Adi D? Well, I think that the Suns are glad that they swept the Nuggets. That was no that, these, <coughs> Excuse me. These, um, <clears throat> these series have been phenomenal, except for that one, these, these, yeah. this, this round of the playoffs. So, yeah, that, that would be my initial thought. Hey, yeah. thank God we're done. And they want they want the Jazz and the uh, Clippers to go seven, right? So yeah, yeah. I mean, it gives them more time to rest. CP3 mm-hmm. is thirty six years old, and we know he's brought tons of experience and yeah, leadership to that huge. squad. Yeah. Uh, his second trip to the uh, Western Conference Finals here, he went back in eighteen with the Rockets, and then you missed. Remember that series? He missed Game Six and Seven when they played the Warriors mm. because of a hamstring, and the Warriors end up winning in seven. So. Uh, Wishing Chris Paul the best, man, because he has yeah. definitely put that team kind of on his shoulders along with Devin Booker and been monsters in the playoffs and played yeah. really well. All right, the other biggest news that obviously is number one, this is when we record, it's Wednesday. So just last night on Tuesday night, I think we saw one of the most epic performances ever. 
crazy. My man that we called a slim reaper and <laughs> Kevin Durant went bananas last night with 49 points, 17 rebounds and 10 assists. First player in playoff history with those type of numbers. And he played all 48 minutes in their win. 114 to 108 over Milwaukee in that ball game. Is it safe to say KD undoubtedly is the best player in the game right now? I mean, with that performance, what you saw what he did with no Kyrie, James Harden with five points in 46 minutes, hobbling out there. Yeah. It's KD that dude. I mean, yeah, I got I got to say he is. They were <laughs> they were down 17. No doubt. They were down 17 points in that game. Milwaukee looked like they were going to walk, man. They were going to come from – I mean, this this series – they were down 0-2, Milwaukee, that is. The Nets, yeah. the Nets looked dominant the first two games. Right. And then um, and that was when when James Harden was out in the first minute of game one. So the Milwaukee just made huge adjustments and they they dominated the Nets the in game three. And I can't remember what the score was in game four, but uh, I think they won pretty easily both, you know, both of those games. And and, and they did all that without Harden. So then they lose Kyrie. So Harden's like, well, I'll I want to give it a go. And I, first of all, I can't believe he played 46 minutes. It, 46 minutes, bro. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what percent he's at, you know, 80% or whatever, but um, he, he was, I, I give him a lot of credit for that. I'm not a, I'm not a huge, I'm not actually not a huge fan of either one of these guys, but yeah. um, Durant, I'm a fan of Durant's game, but I, I don't, he, and anyway, so <laughs> I, hey, I give I give him both huge props, and uh, you know Giannis had a huge game, and Giannis said he's the best player on on the oh, planet. No. You know, so no, no. it was uh, it's been that's been a fun series, man. Just back and forth. You think, oh my god, because honestly, you know how I feel about the Bucks and the playoffs and Coach Bud and all that. And then well, they came back. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought you know they went and swept the, the Heat, which was cool. Which yeah. okay, first round, whatever. But uh, when they went down 0-2, I was like, oh, here we go. Here are the coming And then they come storming back, and then the and then the Nets had eight issues with dudes getting hurt. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, Milwaukee might walk out of this series. And guess yeah. who said, y'all know who I am? Slim Reap. I'm Kevin Durant. Y'all know who I am. <laughs> yep. Durant went for 20 in the fourth quarter, man. He had some help from his man, Jeff Green, mm-hmm. uh, who had 27 points in 35 minutes. Dude was 7-8 from the three-point line. He was draining them. Knocking him down. I don't think uh, any of them. I don't think any of them hit the rim. Nah, I mean, they, it was they crazy. Were... He was hooping. He was hooping, man. But KD coming down when they needed buckets, down a couple points, hand in his face, knocking down big shots. I mean, KD is unbelievable. I I said it last night on Twitter. I said this dude is a walking bucket, man. Like, how do you stop it, dude? You talked about it. Giannis said, "Look, all we can try to do is slow him down." Mm-hmm. The dude is really good. And it seems like he can get any way he want on the floor. He can take anybody off the dribble. I remember there was a play in the left corner over there. P.J. Tucker, I felt, held him, like, locked in over there. He finds a way to get around him, gets to the bucket, and lays it on two guys. The only thing I want to see, though, I want to see Giannis take on KD. This dude is going bananas on your team. You are the man. You are a defensive player of the year. You are a MVP. Go ask for Kevin Durant. Go yeah. say, I want to guard him. Why are you not guarding Kevin Durant in that time when he is going crazy on you is the one thing that I cannot understand. And then right. uh, there was a play on the offensive side where he had – Giannis had uh, – he had he had Harden posted up on the, on the post. Mm-hmm. Here comes a double team, and you can clearly see Harden wave off the double team and say, yep. I got him. 
Mm-hmm. And then Giannis shoots a fadeaway. <clears throat> yeah, he's got to go at that, man. Come, Come on. on, man. I know. I, I, and, and, and I like, I love Giannis's game too. And, and game, I love his game also. And it's, it, I have two different feelings about it. one. I, I appreciate the fact that he's just saying what he thinks. And it's, you know, he's saying the truth, which is, I don't think he thinks he can guard him. Frankly. <laughs> not, 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 not for a whole game. You know, I just, hey, I don't Jeff, think he real. does. But at the same time, I don't know if you want to put that out there in the universe. You know what I mean? No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Because it's Slim Reaper. He gonna get his. He gonna get his buckets. You gotta try I mean, to slow him down. But you, you think Giannis will have some kind of success with the length? Yeah, like, I think so. They put Drew Holiday on him. You know, they put PJ Tucker on him. Like, and all them dudes kept getting fouls, and it was it was tough. But shout out Kevin Durant, man. That dude is a beast, and he is becoming a real beast. In this series. All right. The last thing we talk about here in these NBA playoffs, I'm rocking the shirt right now. Is that the game on Friday Sorry. night? The Atlanta Hawks have tied the series up with the Philadelphia 76ers. They take on them tonight in a pivotal game five. Mm-hmm. But this has been one of the most interesting and fascinating series as well. Mm. Uh, both teams have had their ups and downs. Uh, Joel Embiid is still hurt, I believe. His knee is kind of I think he was hurt coming into the series. They're talking about, you know, he's questionable for game five. But, man, this has been an outstanding series. Yeah. Trey has been money. Uh, we've had, you know, times where John Collins has showed up big, uh, you know, bogey. I mean, there's a lot of guys who have been integral parts for the Hawks in this series. Uh, the hack of Ben has been a part of this series yeah. as well. Uh, but I love this series, man. Uh, yeah. It's the best. It's really the best of three right now, man. So, got it eight. What do you think happens, man? Well, I'm, I'm interested to see if at the end of last game where the Hawks came back from an 18-point deficit and won the game, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see if they're going to be able to maintain momentum from that. Because unlike the other series, there was a sweep, and the other two series have been two, one team looks dominant for two games, and then they get dominated for two games. This right. game – I wouldn't say in any particular game that either team looked dominant for the whole game. They've right. done that. They've done those things within the game where they've been down. Uh, game one, Hawks were up big. Uh, Philly makes a push and the Hawks hold them off. Game uh, game two, the 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 Philly dominates and the Hawks make a little push and they end up losing by sixteen, I think. So that was kind of a lopsided score, but it was. I think it was a more competitive game for a large part of that. So each game has – that continued for the next two games. Uh, so I think it's been interesting to watch, you know, to watch the the back and forth within the game. Yeah. But I guess what I, what I was – my original thought was that I want to see if, if Embiid, if that injury is starting to wear on him a little bit. No doubt. Because he's, he's been, been playing – They've been pounding on him too, man. They've been yeah. on him. I mean, he's a I – re- Yeah, I really liked how they played them him last game. Yeah, he was on the ground a lot. Uh, I think Embiid asked for a lot of fouls, man. He's always, he flops, you know, man. Oh my goodness! So, uh, you know, I, and I, I think because he does that is a reason why he missed that point blank range layup and in the ball game because he was looking for the foul and looking for the contact instead of going up mm-hmm. strong. Embiid's a beast now. I ain't gonna take that from him. The dude is a, oh yeah, you know, uh, he was you know <clears throat> second in the MVP race, but you know there are times where you know he's using that that frame against him and uh, it hurt him. So I'm excited, man, to see what happens. Game five tonight mm-hmm. uh, in Philly, of course, and then they'll come back to Atlanta for a pivotal game six as well uh, to see how this series plays out, man. So I'm excited about it. 
Got one more thing to ask about you. We're wrapping those playoffs up. Have you heard about the uh, the rule change that the the NBA is looking into? I forgot no, to mention to this earlier. Well, what's that? It's um, they're looking at a rule to combat unnatural shots. Have you seen this? Unnatural shots. They're targeting. What's that, what's, what's, what's that like when when guys bump into each other and they try to throw it up on the three point line, like kind of what Trey does sometimes? Yeah, they're, they're targeting oh, guys. The oh. names that the, the names that they're they're that they're throwing around the article I read was James Harden. James Harden. Harden. James, Harden yeah. James Harden has perfected this. Everybody's hating on no Trey doubt. right now for this, but James Harden is 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 the innovator of this. Steph Curry does it. No uh, doubt. Luca does it. Trey does it. So these 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 guys are are perfecting this, and 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 it's driving other teams crazy. And I get it. Um, I, I don't I don't hate it because Trey does it so effectively, and that's he's on my team. But what do you think about that? That how, how do you possibly where where do you draw the line in that? And, and what what oh that was an unnatural shot. We're not giving you the foul. I mean, they 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 they, they start a, a rule a um, couple. I think it was a couple of years ago where you can't throw your leg out, right? To draw yeah. that foul. So yeah. this is just an evolution of that, I think. But it, Bro, it's you, coming subjective, you, man. It's yeah. coming subjective. Like, no, it's a fadeaway. What are you talking about? That's you what know? I'm saying. How you view it, how I view it can be totally different. So that that's up to the refs on how they view it and how they see it. And like you said, there are guys who have perfected this particular way of getting to the line. Yeah. And they use it. Some guys who are really aggressive when guarding people, they use it against them. Mm-hmm. And if I'm on the Sixers, I hate watching Trey do what he do. But mm-hmm. as a Hawks fan, I love it because every time it happens, I'm like, yes, give me free buckets. Let's go yeah. to the line. Let's get yeah. let's get points. So I love it. So uh, I guess it just depends on what side of the rope you're on. Uh, it's going really to be interesting to watch this develop, I think. All right, Scott, before we get out of here, man, I know you had an interesting story in the <laughs> major leagues, man. What's going mm-hmm. on? Uh, with some of the sticky stuff. Uh, yeah. I know you had an interesting story about that. Share that with the people uh, so we can hear what's happening. Well, it's it's been a it's been a point of contention for a few years now uh, that that uh, people spin rates are going up on pitches, right? And people are, I mean, and and most of these players up until re- you know very recently, they won't say that they don't do it. They just won't tell you what they're doing, right? <laughs> yeah. And there's been some very outspoken pitchers. Uh, Trevor Bauer on the Dodgers is looked at as a whiner and everything, but he's been uh-huh. at the forefront of this. And it's pretty clear he started doing this <clears throat> to prove a point kind of thing, or or to and to help himself. And he got himself a, a hundred million dollar con, you know, a, a nine figure contract based on winning the Cy Young last year with in, with uh, spin rates that showed a significant uh, take. Or a, right. a significant increase. So uh, Tyler Glasnow is a pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays, and he just suffered a UCL uh, injury. I, I, I'm assuming that's in the elbow. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but he he uh, he suffered a UCL injury two games after he stopped using um, sunscreen and rosin. Mm. So Tyler Glasnow basically says he has to change the way he's gripping the ball. From the moment he's from the moment he's looking in for the sign, he can usually hold it like an egg. He said. Now mm-hmm. he's got to cram the baseball up into his hand. He mm-hmm. says. He says, "You're telling me in the middle of a season we have to stop using something we've been using." So he pitches one game. He said he you know he pitched terrifically, but he woke up the next morning with with pain in places he didn't he's never had before. So and a lot of these guys, of, and it's because of what again? Not using the sticky stuff. Uh, 
Okay. There's something called spider tack, which is the, the one that seems right. to be bad. But right. a lot of these guys use sunscreen and just off the record, when my son plays first base, he puts sunscreen <laughs> inside his glove. So the, the pitcher can throw over to him uh, in a pickoff move and get, get a little bit of tack on it a little bit. Just uh, off the record. Uh, wow. I, so, see, this is stuff I need to know, man. My little guy is nine. I need to know some of these little tricks, man. That's oh, pretty- we can we can talk off the air. I probably uh, just got I probably just got his team eliminated from the <laughs> playing. <laughs> his coach is gonna be pissed. Oh. So so anyway, he's he uh Tyler Glasnow is just saying, hey, you can't do this in the middle of the season. A lot of these guys are cool with 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 the change. Just do it when you're supposed to do it, and not when they've already you know, pitched, you know, a hundred innings in a season. Yeah. Uh, it's just having to change that. He was talking about having to have his arm totally flexed with the ball as he releases. Um, he's, he's concerned about injuries that he's, he's convinced happened to him because of it. He's concerned about balls flying off and hitting somebody in the face, like has already happened in here in Atlanta. Mm. Um, so it's it's there's a, there's a lot of people that aren't happy that they're doing it right now this way because they so it's it. being banned right now in 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 the major league that's what they're going to start cracking down on it now here's the uh, thing it's a ten game suspension with pay so how do so, you check it if it's just sticky if your hand is sticky how do, is that how they check it yeah they're gonna um they're every game they are going to pull balls they're gonna pull balls label them who pitched these balls and and they're gonna go to the lab or whatever oh, so every game wow. balls every are being game? collected yeah. Um, so yeah. And, and, and so again, basically every pitcher is basically saying, look, this has been done forever. Now you want to start cracking down on it. It's kind of like when steroids provided all that excitement in the late nineties with, with Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa in the home run race. And then all of a sudden they crack down on it. You know what I mean? And so I think that what's funny, it's to me, there's kind of a, there's kind of a dual, there's kind of a two things, uh, butting heads here. One is, I think baseball wants more offense because the offense has gone down. It had been going up while all this stuff had been used, but this year they got a new ball and the offense has gone down. Dang. However, in pitching, they also talk about baseball games being too long and boring. Yep. Well, guess what can make a short game? Guys getting no hitters. That makes games <laughs> short. No, so, no. yeah, so they're conflicted in what they're, what they're trying to do. And I think that, that ba- I think that pitchers in particular are just frustrated with MLB, but Anyway, I just thought it was an interesting story that, that I appreciate that, man. I'm 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 gonna be I'm, I'm gonna be looking more to what's happening now as this season progresses in mm-hmm. MLB and uh, you know how how the game is played and especially how it's it. So that's that's an interesting story. But shout! All right, man. We want to appreciate everybody joining us here on the Triple That Podcast. One last thing of note: uh, breaking news as of right now, Wizards coach Scott Brooks can't come to agreement on new contract and agree to part ways. This is the was wow. the coach for the Washington Wizards. So, uh, wow. two coaches right now already: Stan Van Gundy and Scott Brooks will be out as head coaches of their respective ball teams, uh, ball clubs uh, coming out this year. All right. So, interesting news, man. Lots of going on. Like we mentioned, uh, college football stuff was fun to talk about. But obviously, the NBA playoffs are front and center. Uh, big game tonight with the Hawks and the 76ers. And uh, we'll see if the Slim Reaper can come up and get a big win for his team in game six and finish off that series versus the Milwaukee Bucks. So does Giannis have something to say about that? Last but not least, the show is presented by Bet Online. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive 50% off bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sports book expert. We appreciate everybody joining us. 
here on the Triple Threat Podcast. Scotty D, uh, if you get some people holler at you from Pittsburgh <laughs> on your Twitter, we'll see what happens. Uh, Bring it, man. Y'all, man. <laughs> All right, we appreciate everybody joining, man. We appreciate y'all every single week. We we'll hope to see y'all again next week as we probably close in on what's going to happen here in the NBA and we get some finals uh, look going forward. Appreciate everybody joining us here from my man, Scotty D. I'm DJ Shockley. Deuces. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.